Welcome to the Actually Connecting Podcast, where emotions, consciousness, and connecting come first. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dan Brew in the Actually Connecting Podcast, where emotions, consciousness, and connecting come first. We have a really, really cool guest today, and I'm really excited. We're doing this one live, so it's a little bit different. Normally, there's long distance and there's things and there's social distancing, but today I'm live with Miss Bernice Grinke. Is what is your middle name, Bernice? Catherine. Catherine. Bernice Catherine Grinke. This is uh, my fiance's grandmother. It's really exciting. We've been living in Sheboygan, Wisconsin for the last three months, and we've gotten to know Bernice really, really well. And obviously, Natalie's known her her whole life. And I figured as, because we're literally neighbors, it's, uh, I figure it's time to have her on the show and kind of impart some wisdom on all of us. Because the more I talk with her, the more wisdom I get to hear. And it's been really, really exciting throughout the whole process. So without further ado, Bernice, how are you? I'm great. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. We've talked about this for a little while. Yes, we have. Yeah. I probably have been more nervous about this one than you have. Okay. Well, relax. Okay, deal. <laughs> There's a uh, whenever family, family's different than just strangers and your family now. And that's pretty cool. It is. And it's a new family for me, which is pretty intriguing. I'm figuring out how that whole thing works and you guys have been so welcoming and I really really appreciate it through and through. You're going through a lot right now. I am. A lot. Um Normally, let's start here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and you know how you came to be and who you are. Well, I'm Bernie Screaky. I am 79 years young, <laughs> and I feel like I've got a lot of life left to live, only because I have been diagnosed with a cancer that doesn't behave well, is incurable. And we'll see my demise. Mm. But before I surrender to God, he has some work for me to do yet. I can't help but feel that. I've lived in Sheboygan most of my life. Mm-hmm. Husband and I had a venture in Townsend, Wisconsin, where we lived for 11, 12 years. Mm-hmm. On a lake, on a beautiful lake. Had a five-bedroom home up there. And then my husband was called home. And it was no fun living up there all alone. So I came back to Sheboygan. And I am in the second apartment building that I have encountered since I'm back here. And apartment living is definitely different than my own home. Mm -hmm. And that's been a big adjustment. Mm -hmm. I always cared for my own property, you know, took care of it, was responsible and everything was always good. Now that I find myself in the rental community, things are not so good. People don't take care of their properties as though it were their own. Mm -hmm. And I find that somewhat disturbing 
although I'm adjusting. Mm-hmm. I guess my fight for that is is surrendered. I surrendered. <laughs> Having one bathroom has been a challenge. <laughs> trying to get used to that, to share that, but it's not that bad. But I've um, I've got this passion for having purpose in life and discovering what your passion is, I believe changes as you grow Mm -hmm. and mature Mm -hmm. and become who you were meant to be. I know God knew me before I was even born. I knew that he had jobs for me to do before I was born. But I had to search them out, and I had to find out what that was. And when I moved back to Sheboygan from being up north, I realized that in my own Sheboygan County, a Planned Parenthood had closed, and it opened up on Mother's Day, the second Mother's Day that I lived here. For some reason, that hurt me deeply. I was excited to hear that Planned Parenthood had closed in my own town. And I continued to pray that it would even close in other areas. Instead, they opened up a new facility here in Sheboygan. And it disturbed me so that I became involved in what I could do to help me overcome and bring an end to abortion in my hometown. So that became my passion. Mm -hmm. I connected with the 40 Days for Life program, which is worldwide. It's a community that is growing, and we are encountering, I do not remember what campaign this is going to be, but it'll be the fourth campaign for us here in Sheboygan. We do it in the spring and the fall, and we are even looking at doing it 365 days a year. And what we do is we peacefully pray, fast, and walk on the sidewalk in front of Planned Parenthood. Right now we're doing seven to seven, during the day. I take that back. We will be doing that when our campaign starts in September. Right now we're doing whenever anybody has any time to come out and pray, we are doing that. But once our campaign starts, we will have someone out there from seven o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock in the evening for 40 days. 40 days being replica of all the times 40 days was mentioned in the Bible. Mm-hmm. 40 days of fasting, 40 days that Moses was contemplating what he should do with his people, fasting of Jesus for 40 days, etc. So that's why we chose 40 days for life. And we fast and pray and walk in front of their building peacefully. And our hope is to change the minds of those who feel that's their only way to overcome the life that's within them. 
Mm-hmm. And so that has been my passion. Mm-hmm. Since I've encountered this cancer, I have been unable to do the last spring campaign, but I would so love to do the fall campaign, bearing my health, of course, but I would so love to be out there and pray with all my friends and neighbors who have Mm -hmm. come out and found what a beautiful thing this is to be able to come out and pray for those who just don't realize what they're doing. Perfect. So let me pull back just a little bit so everyone kind of knows what you're talking about and can understand from start to finish. You obviously have a very strong faith in in your faith. Yes, I do. Where where did that start? How did that whole process, because that's really like the backbone of, I would say, who you are. Right. My faith has always been important to me from very young on. I was born and raised a Catholic in the Catholic Church in school. And it's always been important to me, for some reason, to be the best I can be. God gave me this gift of body and soul. And my wish is to return to him and not disappoint him, but be what it was he wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. So that's been my purpose, seeking out what it is he wants me to be. So early in life, your purpose was being the best you could be. Mm-hmm. Did that ever stop? Did that ever change? Boy, that's a tough question. I think there were times in my life where I doubted what it was I was doing to be what I should be doing versus what I could be doing. Mm -hmm. But it always drew me back to my purpose, Mm -hmm. seeking that out. Mm -hmm. What is my purpose? The Holy Spirit really guides you when you reach out to him. Mm -hmm. Um, You ask and he answers. Yeah. Part I have to do is listen. (laughs) It's a hard part sometimes. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Often yeah. we don't listen yeah. or we don't hear what we should be hearing. Yeah. And so you go through and you have this faith and then do you have kids? I have five children. Okay. Yes. Four boys and one girl. They were all born and raised Catholic. They all have faith, but they're not all practicing Catholics today. Mm-hmm. which saddens me some. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But I would, um, you know, they're in my prayers every day, my children. Mm-hmm. And I know God's got a plan for them as well. Of course. Yeah. Do you, Did that surprise you? Were they raised, uh, like you said, they were raised to the church, raised the same way you were raised? No, they were not. They didn't go to Catholic school. They went to public school. Okay. That was probably the biggest difference. Okay. But a lot of the schools were closing. The Catholic schools were closing at the time that my children were in that elementary stage. So I chose to send them to public school. That's what made the difference, I think. Would you have had them go to a Catholic school if you could do it over again? I would. Would you say you have any regrets? 
I have that re- as a regret. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Would you say you have any other regrets other than that? Because I mean, it's like you said, I think it's really interesting about regrets is there's something where you want what's best for your kids. And I think that's really cool. I know all of them at this point. And they're amazing. Truly, every single one of them has been so kind to me and so loving and supportive. And it's been really cool. And I think, like you said, everyone's got this path where God's got a path for them and a purpose for them. So it's hard to have regrets when there is this path, but at the same time, you want them to have this faith and this understanding of what you have. Because I've watched you go through this process so far. And one thing I'm just so impressed with is how strong and how comfortable you are with this whole process of passing. I, I know when I see, I've spoken with so many people in their, even in their early 20s, terrified of death, so scared. And are you scared? Not at all. Have you ever been scared? Of dying? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, as a kid, I think I would have been. You know, the, the word dying, we didn't talk much about dying. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. living was what we were doing. Right, right. We weren't dying, but. Right. Now that I, you know, I've lived a good life, I feel as though I've accomplished some things. And I hope I did what God wanted me to do. I hope he's not disappointed no, in me. No, not at all. And um, I can't wait to get to heaven. <laughs> I'm so excited about getting to heaven. Yeah. And just feeling God's embrace. I just, yeah. To me, that's the ultimate mm-hmm. gift that he's going to give me. Mm-hmm. You've had some intriguing things where you've kind of had conversations and you felt the Lord's presence in your experience, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. He's allowed me to feel his presence in, in, in several instances, um, experiences, whatever you want to call them, where I just knew it was God mm-hmm. and trusting in him and following his, his road, so to speak. It always ended up far beyond my expectations, <laughs> far beyond my expectations. So how could you not love somebody that loves us so much Yeah, that would die for us? And the death he went through, mm-hmm. if you ever relive the birth and the life of Christ, if you ever get a chance to just see that movie or the passion of Christ, you you just can't help it. You just feel his love for us mm-hmm. as human beings. Mm-hmm. And it's an intense movie at the same time. It is very intense. Um, I think a lot of people would talk about the suffering in that movie. There's a lot of suffering. And I think you've got a very interesting perspective on suffering yourself. Suffering is the key. I don't think we're ever going to get out of this world without doing some suffering. Mm -hmm. It's what we do with the suffering that makes all the difference. Now, I can sit here and grumble all I want about where I find myself Mm -hmm. in. Or I can just say, here I am, Lord, do with me what you will Mm -hmm. and get it, move on, get Mm -hmm. on with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I find peace in that. That's where my peace is, and um, I love sharing that with people because 
for some reason, that's how I feel. That's me. That's who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. You said that you were diagnosed with cancer. Yes. How did you find out? What was the process of that whole thing happening? I went to the doctor for a checkup on my heart because I have some heart issues. And on the scan, he found a tumor that was suspicious mm -hmm. and that turned out to be steroid carcinoma no steroid mesothelioma mm -hmm. which is an incurable cancer mm -hmm. and they say you get that from asbestos asbestos mm -hmm. which is really intense it is to have to because then i imagine there's this process where you look back and you think like what is that? Where do I pick that up? Was it a previous house? Was it a previous work? Like, how did that, do you know? Or is we that don't know, but we did learn that the company I worked for for many years, in their early years and in my employment for them in those early years, they were using asbestos. And it was before the laws came to in effect regarding mm -hmm. asbestos as being harmful. Mm -hmm. And so... It can be the tiniest little speck of it in your body, and it lives for over 50 years in your body. Really? Wow, I didn't and know And one that. day it decides to branch out and start to grow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Were you scared when you found out when he said this title or this name? Well, at first, you know, they told us some things about it, but when I got home and told my kids about it, they researched it to find out that this is the worst of worst cancers to have. Mm. Why is that? Because it doesn't behave very well. It's a radical and mm. it can't be cured. Mm. There are three different kinds of mesothelioma and I have the worst kind. Mm. So, you know, when you're given that diagnosis, you know, I ask myself, okay, Lord, what do I do with this mm -hmm. now that I have this? And my first impulse was, okay, I'm going to see what's out there and see if we can at least beat it mm -hmm. for a bit. Mm -hmm. My best choice was to try the chemo and see if we couldn't shrink the tumors mm -hmm. and prolong my life nine months or so. Mm -hmm. And so I started to do that mm -hmm. and found that the treatment was worse than the cancer. Mm -hmm. And I decided at that point it was not worth it mm -hmm. to go through the treatment mm -hmm. and be so sick and suffer so much mm -hmm. that I, the, the days that I had left, I wanted to live mm -hmm. the best I could be and not be sick all the time. So I made the decision to not continue my therapy and just take one day at a time, mm -hmm. live it to the best that I know how, and be there for my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. <laughs> how many great-grandchildren, children, and grandchildren do you have? Oh, boy, I don't know exactly anymore. <laughs> I had 11 grandchildren, and then Dale remarried. So that brought me to... Five more grandchildren. Mm -hmm. 
And then I have five great grand now, mm-hmm. I think. Wow. Yeah. What does that feel like? How does, I mean, that's just got to I be- mean, think about that. <laughs> think about that. That's amazing to me. Yeah. I have helped the world live with so many more people. Yeah. In this world to help make it a better place. Wonderful people. Wonderful people. They've been really cool through this whole process. I've watched how each one of them have taken a really unique standpoint in how they help and choose to show their love and their care. Absolutely. That has been the biggest gift in this whole process. Right. I agree. It's it's been amazing. It's been amazing. So you... I've never gone through this process before and we live right next to each other. And it's been really intriguing because everyone is talking about your passing away. But then when I come over here, we have these great conversations and it's life the whole time. It's life. we very rarely talk about I think, the death side of this whole thing. Where like when you said you were younger, you talk about living and it really has been that since. And it's, it's strange to have this weird timeline that everyone else is living by where they're saying like, oh, it's a two-year diagnosis. No one lives past two years. Well, some people do, but the odds are, and we're eight months in or however many months in now at this point. And it's been really intriguing. And I really appreciate your optimism and positivity through the whole process and how that works. You decided to come off cancer pretty recently, chemo pretty recently. Yeah. And that meant you went into hospice. What is hospice? Hospice is a group of people that come to take care of all your needs, whatever they might be. They now work very hard at keeping me comfortable. In the pain level, if I can't clean my house anymore, they come and clean my house. They're at my beck and call, (laughs) and I love it. I just love it. <laughs> I feel like a spoiled kid. <laughs> I do. And you deserve it. You've spoiled a lot of kids up until this point. <laughs> now it's time that you get taken care of. Well, maybe. That might be. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm loving it. I, I'm just loving it. I wake up in the morning thanking God for the good night's sleep uh-huh. and welcoming the new day. Uh-huh. It's exciting yeah. to live another day. Yeah. And you've got flowers everywhere. We've had tons of flowers everywhere. <laughs> you have birds on every side of every window, bird feeders and hummingbirds and blue jays and cardinals. And it's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, it is. It's, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there, so I, I have to be honest, I, I spoke with Jim earlier and he kind of preemptively said that you were talking about some of the questions that we talked about, which one of the questions that I always like to ask is what is your passion? And you've kind of gone into that and the passion that you really talked about. What I've heard so far is your passion earliest in life was living for God and being your best self. You have kids and I imagine your passion becomes your children. In addition to living for God to be your best self. Once your kids left and everyone moved out of the home, did that, how did that change? My prayer life became to become deeper, more devotional, more of it, if you will. It's mm-hmm. like I can never get enough. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can't get enough prayer time. I could pray 
all day long, every day. What does prayer look like to you? It's talking to God. You can break that down however you want. There's some great authors out there that have wrote some great books that they just enlighten you even more so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I know my faith, mm -hmm. but wow, some of the things they write about shows me that I just touched on my faith. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than what I know. <laughs> and so that's what I'm exploring is all I can know more about God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, even this experience with the COVID is now forcing us to pray differently or receive the sacraments differently. Mm -hmm. And I'm not liking it. Mm -mm. I'm not liking it at all because I can't have the Eucharist when I want it mm -hmm. because of the restrictions that are on the, mm -hmm. on the books, on the priests, on the parishes. In a sacrament, will you just explain what a sacrament is? Because in the Catholic Church. Okay, a sacrament yeah. is an outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. The biggest one in my book is the Eucharist. That's the biggest sacrament. Of course, there's baptism mm -hmm. that you receive when you're a young one. Mm -hmm. Then there's confirmation that brings the Holy Spirit to you when you're a teenager. Mm -hmm. And matrimony if you get married. Mm -hmm. There's the priesthood if you decide to go be a priest. There is reconciliation, which is confessing your sins to God, mm -hmm. which renews your spirit. All over again, I recommend that often. <laughs> Confessing your sins to God is humbling, and you just feel his love all over again. You really do. Mm -hmm. So, and then there, of course, there's a sacrament for me who is dying. You know, there's a sacrament out there for the sick. And the dying, and I've received that a few times. And what that does is just strengthen your your love for God. Mm -hmm. It strengthens that all over again. Mm -hmm. It's strange because the churches, in my experience, never shut down. I've never seen a church shut down where it's, and they shut down for two months almost. Three months. Three months. I mean, that's amazing. And granted, we have this online world, but it's not the same, Co you know, community. So it's amazing on one side where we're kind of doing this because we want to save people's lives. And we want to, that's hopefully the intention, or if, even if it's your own life that we're saving. And then there's also the side where people need to have community and join together. And you've watched the internet grow to be what the internet is. It's Absolutely. I mean, I'm glad it is what it is. I can go to mass on the internet. I can pray the rosary any time of the day if I want. I mean, it's at my fingertips, mm -hmm. which I didn't have that before. Really, you yeah. know, but that's where that's gone. So that's a good thing. And I'm hoping to see other good things come out of this. I mean, our merciful God has never given us anything that didn't make us better down the road. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to what he's got in store for us here. Yeah. And it's going to be huge. Yeah. 
you can feel it. It's going to be life changing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've been through a lot of life changing periods in your life. I have. You are coming up on 80 or you are 80? I will be 80 in August. There you go. And that was a big goal for you. That's a big goal for me. I wanted to live to be 80. <laughs> on your way. Yeah, I am. I am on my way. <laughs> what are other life-changing experience <laughs> events? like? Because COVID is so unique and it's to its time and to its being. A lot of people have never seen the world shut down. Is there anything else that was like, not like that, but just same kind of impact as you kind of move through life and you watch these major shifts? Well, I have to admit, abortion is a major shift in our world. Mm -hmm. Speak more on that. Because that's really, and I know we talked about Planned Parenthood. What is Planned Parenthood? I'll kind of translate into that. Planned Parenthood is a large group of people who believe a woman has a right to decide for her body if she finds herself pregnant, what to do with the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And they claim to be all about women's rights and her health. But on the other hand, they're failing to see the biggest evil of all, and that is destroying life that God created. They're not allowing these babies to have their purpose in life. And who has the right to take that away? God conceived those babies, and nobody has a right to take that baby away. And not allow it to live. Nobody. Not even the mother. So to me, that's a big world changing thing. Mm -hmm. When did that happen in your life? That it really like hit you that this was going on? Well, in the 80s, when birth control, was it 70s, 80s? Mm -hmm. Birth control was popular back then. Because they developed a pill that would prevent you from ovulating. So therefore, when you had intercourse, you didn't produce a baby. So you didn't have abortion. Mm. No need for abortion. Mm-hmm. And through that process, the church, I think, weakened a little bit and allowed some of that to be okay to some degree. And they, they started working on family planning. Mm-hmm. which was where you would learn your body, learn what your body's doing mm-hmm. and don't inter- don't have intercourse when you're ovulating. So the secret there was to try to find the time when not to have intercourse. You mentioned that there was family planning. I never knew what that was. And that's what it is. You just choose how and when. Fascinating. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not red and green. Mm -hmm. And sometimes bodies don't work the same every month. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, you would find yourself pregnant when you were doing the family planning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that does not give you yet the right to go and take that baby's life away. Mm -hmm. But Mothers were choosing to do that. Mm-hmm. Started in the 80s and it just kept growing and growing. And Planned Parenthood was all part of that. Mm-hmm. To the point now where it's worldwide. Mm-hmm. I don't have the numbers on the tip of my tongue, 
the number of babies we abort every day? Hmm. I heard it's 58 million a year. Okay, that could be. But again, that's a book, and I don't, but I heard them in a day. That becomes a lot. I have my book here. I don't have my book here that tells me all that stuff. It's a lot. I had a book that told me everything about that. Mm-hmm. I don't have it here, but um, you you can just go to abortions.com and mm-hmm. you can learn all about it on the site, on the website. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood you can go to. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to caution you, don't believe everything you find as being true. Research mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's important. Yes. So this Planned Parenthood, I appreciate you explaining that. They, there's kind of this campaign, which is your current passion, or was your current passion, which was 40 Days for Life, which is where right. you started talking about this. What does 40 Days for Life do, and why is it such a big impact, and how does it kind of help you move your passion forward? Well, by going out there and praying during our campaigns, we're saving babies' lives. We have a number too, and I can't quote that now either. That's okay. I mean, I can get that for you, but um, we have actually saved a lot of mothers from going in and having an abortion, mm-hmm. and that's called a save. Mm-hmm. And we have thousands of babies that we've saved over the years. Mm-hmm. I think it's 13 years now that 40 Days for Life has been out there. In addition, there's other groups too. There's Right to Life, Wisconsin Right to Life. There is pro-life. There's all kinds of groups that are getting together for the same cause. And it's to, you know, bring this abortion thing to the front, forefront, and being able to show the real true colors of Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. And they're in it for the money and they've found an avenue whereby they take the baby's parts and sell them to companies who are now in, uh, I don't want to call it therapy, but they're using this. The research. The research on the baby parts. Yeah, the stem cell research is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How does prayer, and I know you're, you're strong in your faith, how does prayer directly change a life like that? Because I see people a lot of times, they have the signs, and there's two different signs that I've seen. I've seen signs full of hate, and I've seen signs full of love, where we'll pray for you versus we hate you, stop doing what you're doing. What's our, is 40 well, Days for Life? the key word there is love. Got it. Key word is love. In love, we will change hearts and minds by praying. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit will do something to that woman that's going into Planned Parenthood and make her have this question, am I doing the right thing, perhaps? Or it may do another question to her that where she's going to think twice about what she's doing Mm -hmm. and it's going to prevent her from doing it. And she's going to learn and live that beautiful life with her baby girl or baby boy and never live to regret having done the abortion. A lot of our young women today suffer terrible, terrible emotions because they chose to have an abortion. It never leaves them. It's always in their background. 
And I can't imagine living with having that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. What I held that has to be on its own. Just the fact that you chose to choose to do this, what's out there for us to choose from. And prayer is the key to ending abortion. Getting on our knees and praying is what's going to do it. The more people we can get out there to pray, the more abortions we're going to end, the more babies we're going to save. And it's worldwide. It has become international. 40 days has. Some of the others haven't, but 40 days for life has become international. And it's growing every year. So I'm I'm convinced that God knows we're on the right track in doing this. That was your passion. And you kind of made that clear. That was your passion and you had to stop doing that. You're still very passionate about it. I am. What would you say your passion is today now that that's no longer in your life? I can't say it is no longer in my life. I still pray. Of course. I still fast. And I will always be praying for the end to abortion. Mm -hmm. On my dying deathbed, I will be. Mm -hmm. So, and Lord willing, maybe you'll let me be out there again Mm -hmm. praying. In fact, a friend stopped yesterday. She's picking me up next Wednesday. And we are going to go out there and pray. Wow, cool. Very good. That's got to feel good. Just even thinking about it, I get excited. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You can't describe, Dan, how one feels after you've been out there and prayed for an hour. It's indescribable. You have to experience it to know it. The feeling you you get, knowing you're doing God's work. (laughs) Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. It is. I think anyone who chooses life every day and chooses to be surrounded by life, that's a beautiful thing. I'd have to applaud you for that. You yeah. bet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in today's world, there's a lot of people that are a little bit confused on that process. They are. And that's the sad part. I, I would <clears throat> ask that those who are considering abortion look deeper. There are so many clinics out there today that have many more options for you available that will help you through the whole pregnancy. They do ultrasounds for free. You can have help when the baby comes. I mean, it will certainly change your whole life. So I would say if you find yourself in that position, don't give up. And don't give in to abortion. How do they reach out to someone? How do they contact? All you need to do is go to the abortion sites or 40daysforlife.com, wisconsinrighttolife.com. Any of those will, will give you where you're located, what's available for you. They'll give you all the resources. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. I think you're going to help a lot of people in this world make some of these decisions for themselves and know that there's two sides, two options. Yeah. There is a choice. There's always a choice. I think mean, that's a cool thing to be able to, to have. 
I appreciate you giving the choice for life. Um, what is the most exciting moment in your life? What have I lived? What, li- what have yeah. I lived? The yeah. What is gosh. the most for you that brought the most amount of excitement? Because like, this is pretty cool. Saving, like you're literally kind of a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> you're saving lives. Like that's really cool. Yeah. What would you say is the most exciting thing that you have ever experienced? Well, having a birth of a child is number one on my list, I think. It's one of the most beautiful things that can happen when you follow through the process. And with today's technology, to be able to see that little baby live and grow within you. I didn't live through that era. I wish I had. Would have loved to have seen my children within me before mm-hmm. they were born. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so amazing to be able to see these little babies. <laughs> you know, they're even sucking on their thumb and stuff like that in the womb. It's so amazing. I can't believe see. you would not have had the technology. We didn't have that technology back then. I, I did, That wasn't available to us at that ultrasound wasn't developed yet. Wow. It's weird to think about. So, you know, my husband was escorted to a room away from me even. Wow. He didn't allow him to be in the birthing room at all back then. Wow. I'm not sure why that was, but I felt that as a something I wanted to change (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I felt I needed him there and wanted him there for support during that tough time. And yet he wasn't allowed to be. And I think he missed out on what actually happens to his wife while she's giving birth. Wow. Yeah. So now they get to see all that and they're right there helping them through this, Mm -hmm. which kudos to whoever changed that law. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That's amazing. I I didn't know that that was even a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've seen a lot happen <laughs> in my day. I have. We talked about the fact that you saw electricity when you didn't have electricity and then moving to electricity. Yeah. Just small changes like that. That's a major change. Major. Major. That change, I mean, it changes everything. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I think about that often. Yeah. We have it pretty good right now. We invented electricity. Thomas Edison, right? So that was his purpose in life, right? Mm-hmm. And look what happened with it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine how happy he is in heaven? Yeah. <laughs> Electricity. Without that, we wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it even excites me to think, you know, all these babies were aborting. Some of them could have invented something as spectacular. Mm-hmm. Maybe a cure for my cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's still coming from someone you prayed for and saved. Oh, what a wonderful <laughs> thought. What a beautiful thought. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a beautiful thought, Dan. Do you want to live much longer? What is it something that you think about where it's you want? I mean, you said 80, which is, which is a big thing. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I'm ready. And I know God's got a date. Mm-hmm. And I just 
I want to hang in there and do what I need to do. I feel like he's got a job for me yet. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel him calling me mm-hmm. as to what it is yet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that I'm wanting to go back out and pray mm-hmm. is huge on it's my huge. heart. Huge. Huge on my heart. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing he still has work for me to do. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. How do, so, pe- how do people connect with you if they want to talk with you about any of this stuff or what is that? What does that process look like? Call me. Would you go come to the internet, come to my internet or. Okay. Um, you have Facebook. Facebook. I'm on Facebook. What's your Facebook name? Is it Bernice Grinky? Bernice Beck Grinky. Okay. My maiden name. Okay. Back yeah. yeah. And you're on there a lot. I've seen you. I enjoy the posts that you put. They're very positive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love to talk with anybody who wants to share about any of that stuff. Um, I mean, it's dear to my heart. And anything we can do to enlighten women today to take a look at that miracle and treasure it instead of wanting to do away with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just love to end that. Mm-hmm. Any last words on faith and for those who are struggling with faith at the moment? Faith is only a five letter word. Not a very big word. It's many things to many people. But if you search out what it is for you, the Holy Spirit will turn you there. You will find what it is you need to do. If ever in doubt, reach out. (laughs) I love it. I always ask, kind of the last question I always ask, what emotion... Do you experience the most positive wise? So let's start negative and positive. What are the emotions you've experienced in your life that you really have sat in and walked through and walked in the most? I would say love has got to be the key word here. You can accomplish whatever you set out to do if you love what you do or what you're after. Whatever, but if you love, it's a magic word. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fear would be the other word that mm. would be a downer on that because your fear will not allow you to feel the love that you should feel. Mm. I've never heard those two combined like that. Well, fear is very powerful. And it can prevent you from doing a lot of things, from accomplishing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. When you fear something, you stay away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you turn that fear into some type of kindness, love, um, you know, anything that would generate a good feeling, you've overcome the fear, mm-hmm. or you will overcome the fear. Mm-hmm. Is it just a choice? How do you overcome it? You feel fear. 
Well, certainly choices, and we make many choices as we live our lives. Some are not always good. Some are good. We have many choices today, more than we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that gets in the way of us developing who we really are. But there again, prayer, faith, all those things are going to help you find what you're looking for. That's beautiful. Right on the pathway to love. Mm-hmm. And you have spread a lot of love in your life. And a lot of love continues to be spread generationally all the way through and technology echoing through life. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. It's been a blessing. It has been. I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I've lived a good life. Um, God has blessed me in many ways, many ways, more ways than I could have ever imagined. You know, I have stories I could tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, God intervened in my life. Goes, no, 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 Bernice, this isn't where I want you to go. Mm-hmm. Wanted me to go somewhere <laughs> else. You have any last stories you do want to tell? That's, well, maybe I'll share one. It is got to do with Jim. Mm-hmm. Can I share that? About Please, Jim? yeah. Um, Jim was your husband? No. Jim. My son, your son. Jim. My okay. son, Jim. Mm-hmm was evicted from his apartment last October mm-hmm. and we were just getting ready to do our rally for 40 days for life. This was before I learned I had cancer. So we're all gun ho on this campaign. And he calls me and asks if he could live with me. Of course I went to my children and I knew the answer they were going to tell me, <laughs> but yet my heart just kept aching so bad. I didn't know what to do. And that Sunday morning, I decided to wear a different pair of slacks to church that day. And when I put my hand in my pocket, I found a stone that said, let go and let God. And right there, I had my answer in what I must do. Mm-hmm. And I did it out of love. I, and I'm continuing to do that out of love. Jim lives with me today. He has chosen to do detox today and ongoing here. To me, is a miracle in itself. But it was out of love that initiated that. And I can only be excited about what's happening in the future for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited because I think next week I'm going to have Jim on to be able to tell a little bit about his story and who he is because... It's a fascinating story, and it's one that I think can help a lot of people move forward in this world and really make the choices that they choose to make and how to be their best selves, like you said, that kind of passion that you've had since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that he appreciates the love that you showed him that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Deeply. Well, that was my hope. Okay, so I'm going to let go and let God, and I I struggled with it for a while. Mm -hmm. I really did. Mm -hmm. I knew it was not going to be easy. Having done it before, kind of knew what I was in for. But every time Jim would choose to drink, I turned to God in just extra fervor prayer. Mm -hmm. Okay, I said I would let go and let you do this. Mm 
So out of love, I'm going to try to love him all I can. Mm-hmm. And you're going to give me the words I need mm-hmm. to talk with him when I need to talk with him. Mm-hmm. And in just truly believing those words is what's got him where he is today. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, and I think on the other side, it's been really cool to watch him be able to help you through this these he days. He has become my servant. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's at my beck and call. Mm-hmm. He's been very kind. Very kind. Mm-hmm. Very kind. Attentive. Uh, yeah. He's shown his own love. He yes, has so he much has. love to show and to yes. give. That's yes, what I've seen does. through and through from your whole family. It's just love. It is. Mm-hmm. You've done a good job. Thank you. You're welcome. This is amazing. Anything else? Last thoughts, last words for your family, for loved ones out there. Love one another. Okay. That's a beautiful thing. And onward and upward. Or as uh, I'm learning the Wisconsin motto, forward. Forward. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I think so. That's what I just recently the found Wisconsin out. The Wisconsin motto is forward? Forward. I oh, believe. my goodness. We need to do that. <laughs> we forgot about that. If I'm not right, Wisconsin, I'm sorry. I just moved here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> cool. Uh, thank you very much for doing this. Well, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's really been. It's been my pleasure all the way through. And you've been a phenomenal neighbor. <laughs> thank you. A phenomenal family member. And I'm really grateful to have found my fiance and your granddaughter. She's been an amazing person. And she also she has that same light and love. She does. And it comes right. I can see where it comes from. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yes, it is. Okay. And on that note, this is actually connecting. No holds bars where emotions, consciousness, and connecting come first. Thank you very much. We'll see you on the next one. Like what you heard? Give it a share. Want to talk about it? Comment or like below. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Actually Connecting Podcast.